show is sponsored by HiveMind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the HiveMind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings and of course to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at HiveMindCRM.io. Hey, we're here today with Edwin Garion. And uh, we're, we're, we're going to have a good conversation today. He's a real estate developer, and he's uh, ex-military. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to cover a lot of different topics today. I don't even know what we're going to cover. But Edwin, how did you end up in entrepreneurship? Can you tell a little bit like your past story? I know I kind of mentioned it right there, but tell us a little about how you ended up where you're at right now. Hey, Daniel, thank you. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. But before I get to that, let me correct you real quick. So it's when you're a Marine, it's never an ex-military. It's a Marine, because once a Marine, always a Marine. Amen. Everybody else, Army, Navy, ex-military. Marines, a former Marine. But you know, you know, we, it's a fighting <laughs> that we always talk about, we say. Uh, but that, thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate it. And pleasure meeting you. Great, you know, looking forward to having this conversation, this talk with you. Because I know from our little talk prior to starting this, we have a lot of things that we share in common. So I like that part and I'm very thankful to be here again. Appreciate it, appreciate it. So let's do a quick rundown and then we'll we'll, we'll go into all the stages of my life. Uh, real estate developer, former DJ, uh, used to, uh, I started as a, as a bag boy in Winn-Dixie, uh, packing groceries for people. From there on, I started a DJ company and then I started also a, uh, car washing company. From there on, I joined the military after my military career, had a great time, came out, became a real estate developer, made a lot of money, lost it all, went bankrupt, got into the jewelry business, made some cash. And um, I started creating what is called generational wealth, making sure I don't lose all my hard earned money. From there on, I went back into real estate development. I sold my jewelry company in 2014 went back into real estate development after real estate development sold my company again 2017 bought a transportation company and uh now i own a pretty large transportation company i also do real estate development where i build high-end luxury homes and multifamily projects i own an investment company where we invest in the forex market and last but not least I am a mentor and a business consultant. I teach people how to live life to the fullest or to better say, you know, how to have a balanced life and you're able to enjoy life to the fullest. That's a, that's an amazing. How, how long were you in the military? How long were you in the Marines? I was in the Marines eight years, four and a half active duty and another four years uh, inactive. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I, I had my uh, my brother was in the Marines for six years, so I, I should know better. 
It was stationed. I mean, he's never correct. I mean, he's been he's been out of the, he's been out of the Marines for ten years, and he hasn't said anything about it. So, well, have you ever told him an ex-Marine? No, I've never called him an ex-Marine. That's why do do it once, and you'll see. Ah, uh, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to do that. But I appreciate. I, I'll remember that next time because it's, okay. it's it's one of those things that everybody overlooks and not a lot of people know. So yes. I appreciate the insight because everywhere it's a learning experience. I'm here yeah. to learn. We're always learning. <laughs> So um, one thing I'm curious about is your jewelry business. I've never heard of anybody in the jewelry business. You bought and sold that. How 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 was it operating a jewelry business? Well, it wasn't a jewelry business per se. Let, let me get to that. So in 2007, as a lot of people know, the market crash, uh -huh. real estate when the, the real estate bubble crash, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody was hurting. A lot of people needed money. So I started what is called uh, the cash for gold type of business, meaning that we open stores inside the malls and we'll buy broken and unwanted jewelry from people. And by buying their broken and unwanted jewelry, we used to help people by giving them money for them to be able to pay their car, put fuel, put fuel on their cars, pay their grocery bills, or just pay the rent. And you know, a lot, everybody in the United States, everybody in the world, has some type of jewelry, uh, especially women, you know, and, and it's so crazy to know that women carry so much broken jewelry with them at all times. So we have people come to our stores and they open their purse and they'll be like, oh, I have this, uh, I lost my other earring. Can I sell this loose earring? You know, and those are the things that we'll buy. And once we accumulated all the jewelry, we'll melt all of that and we recycle to create brand new jewelry. Wow. So that was the the aspect of the jewelry business that we were into. Wow. So, so I actually, side note, I went through this myself because I actually had my wife's uh, wedding ring custom made. So I kind of went through a design process and I was, I'm, I guess I was kind of curious about it because I, I went through it myself and it was an interesting process working with the jeweler one-on-one -on -one and like customizing, customizing uh, a, a ring that we made. So it was, it was kind of interesting. I, I had a good experience with it. Good, good. No, no, it, it, it's an amazing thing because you, you could create all these things. Like, just like you said, you, you customize your wife's ring. I did the same thing for my wife. So uh, she wanted a ring from Mayors, like this. It was a beautiful design. And then she wanted this other ring from Tiffany. So I got both of them and I combined them into one. So it's like a one of a kind, unique uh, ring that you can never find anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how mine is. That's how my wife's is too. And it was, it was, a, it was a good process because um a lot of people they just buy whatever's there and i'm yes. like no, we're, we're, we're gonna do things a little different this time mm -hmm. you kind of find and make stuff your own yeah cool. and, it, and it becomes more uh more of a sentimental value or a sentimental piece especially if uh if you take another an old piece of jewelry that you have that maybe you don't longer wear anymore and you melt that and use the same uh precious metals to create whatever new piece of jewelry you want to do no, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's cool. So let's kind of segue into real estate. So are you designing your homes? Or are you getting, you have a, you have a, a designer that comes in and designs them? Cause I, I'm, you showed a picture earlier that I was kind of curious to see. I don't know if you want to cover that again. I was kind of, it's kind of cool to see. And where are you building them? That's my second um, question. Well, I'm in Miami, so I'm a big believer in that. I like to, I like to be present for my projects. I'm a person, especially because I do high end projects. And okay. when I mean, uh, high-end luxury projects, meaning I build houses that are, you know, three to $10 million. Those are my projects. So I like them 
where I'm able to go touch, see them and feel them within a couple of hours, you know? So I built in Miami because I live in Miami. Yeah. And um, do I design? I'm not a designer. I'm not an architect, but I know what I want. And from experience, I know what people want. And I always try to provide, add value to all my projects. So the way that I add value to my projects is if I'm going to build a $3 million house, I'm going to go look at all the $5 million houses that have been built. And what is it that they're putting on a $5 million house? And if I could take a couple of those things from a $5 million house and put it on a $3 million house, that's how I add the value. So when my clients come and they tell me, Edwin, you know, your house has, is worth $3 million. I'm like, yeah, and Patty has a lot of $5 million features. So I started going through them of the $5 million features that I have in the house. And, you know, that's how people love, fall in love with those houses. You add value to everything you do. No, that's amazing. So um, how many new builds have you done? And if you want, if you, you can post a picture too. I know you have the ability to. <laughs> I just hope uh, so people can visually see it. Okay. it uh, cool uh, on the high-end luxury market, um, I don't do that many um, homes. Okay. So, so far we have built um, seven, like around six, six or seven houses. Nice. Um, right now I'm working on starting to design a, a new project, which is going to be a $10 million house now. Uh, but the team, the, the, the architect, I tell the architect my idea. So I tell him, this is what I want. You know, yeah, I want yeah. six bedrooms, two story, four car garage. I give him my idea. He brings me the plans. And then from there, I start nitpicking on the details. So I'm like, okay, instead of this bedroom being 12 by 12, I want it to be 14 by 14. And I want the, the closet to be bigger than the bedroom. And I start going through those details. So that's how I input the design into the house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and it's not so much the design, it's more the layout, the layout of the house. When it comes to the interior design, like finishes, picking all the finishings and all these details, that's where my wife uh, is part of the team. She's the one that has the built-in sixth sense uh, into her that, you know, this is what I want, this is what I want, this is what goes here. And then, you know, we, I fight with her because I'm the one that tells her, no, this is too much money. Let's look at another option. So we waste like three hours looking at other options to come back to the first thing that she picked. I'm like, you know what? This is the best option. This is what we need to put in the house. No, it's amazing. It's amazing to have your wife on your team. Yeah, yeah. she has a, a design's eye. <laughs> but seven houses is a lot because you're doing you're doing large square footage houses. Like your your probably project to build takes twelve months or more, right? Twelve months, yes. From uh, from groundbreaking until completion is is an average of twelve months. Wow, that's a that's that's a long term project. That's a long term yeah. project. Um, do you have like, are you building in certain areas in Miami, or are you just trying to look for uh, certain size lots? Because this is where I come in. This is where the land guys are here. Yeah. We do a lot of the land stuff. So, what type of lots are you looking for in Miami? And like, are you looking for certain sizes, certain neighborhoods, all that stuff? Because of course, you're not going to build a million dollar house in the wrong neighborhood. Exactly. Right? So, I'm a big believer that you have to be the shark in the pond not the small fish in the ocean and uh, i tend to focus on only one area and one area only uh, because you get to know the area so as soon as something comes up for sale you're like oh i know exactly where the property is you don't even need to do due diligence because uh, you're able to put an offer right away so if i'm focusing to let's say the whole miami market 
And when something comes in the market, somebody calls me, oh, look, I have this property. I need to research and figure out where it is, if that's going to be good, what's around it, what hassle. But I tend to focus on Pinecrest. That's the area that I focus in Miami, Pinecrest only. And Pinecrest is divided into four quadrants. Uh, two of the quadrants are the really good quadrants. The other two are the not the best quadrants, but they're still million dollar homes in the area because they have smaller lots, larger lots. So when I know that a property or a realtor calls me, look, I have this property that just came on the market in Pinecrest. Like I don't even need to, I, in my head, I already know exactly where it is, what is next to, how big the lot is, and if it's something that I want to purchase or not. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Pinecrest, I've never heard of that, but I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, there's a joke that the Miami people talk about Pinecrest. They said Pinecrest is the only place in Miami that you could still park for free. Because everywhere else you go, you got to pay for parking, even to park on the street, you know. But Pinecrest is still an area where, you know, you don't have to pay for parking if you want to park on the street. And also, it has the largest lots. It has the, the smallest lots in Pinecrest is 15,000 square feet. And it goes all the way up to an acre or an acre and a half. Wow. So, yeah, you have a lot of custom customability. You're putting like pools and all your multi-million dollar homes. You're putting pools, jacuzzis, you're putting everything in there. We're putting the works. We're putting the works. Um, what is the not necessarily the craziest thing, but like what's the like what's the one thing you've done in in a new build that you haven't done in any other house as far as like maybe like a gun range, bowling alley? <laughs> uh, things that I have run uh, here in Miami that it's uh, hidden pantry. Okay. So Miami, you know, we have this beautiful weather year round. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, even in winter, you have 70 degrees weather. So people tend to just walk out of their house, go to the grocery stores whenever you want. So uh, up north, you have pantries, like this walking pantry closets, you know, to store all this food and everything in case of winter. So what I started implementing in my homes in Miami is hitting walking pantries. So wow. you, know, you have this kitchen that looks like you, have, you only have like a small little pantry door. But when you open, it's actually a walk-in room that you walk in and you have this whole pantry, uh, you know, that you're able to walk into. So the, that is one of my key features in, in the homes that I build. The other one of my key features on the homes that I built, it's having a panic room. Uh, Miami, we have hurricanes um, and the hurricanes, you know, they range anywhere from a category one to a category five. So expecting the worst, I create this bunker room within the house that in case of an emergency, in case of a huge hurricane, you don't have to leave your house. You could just go to this bunker room and just stay there and the house could fall apart, but this room will be there, you know, and you'll be safe within that room. Wow. I never thought, man, a panic room sounds like the movies. Yeah. <laughs> you, put, you put a panic room. So it's like uh, you insul uh, cement insulated inside the inside the build itself. You kind of build around it as you. Okay, yeah, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a bedroom. It's probably one of the bedrooms becomes the, the the panic room, the concrete room, where in case of a big hurricane, in case of an emergency, that's the place to go to. That's amazing. I never would man. This is it's interesting insight. Interesting insight. So seven homes. That's not a small feat. I mean, if you did one a year, it's seven years that you've been doing this. That's a. Uh, do, do you have your picture ready? I kind of, I kind of want to show. Yeah, let me see here. Uh, let me transition to this one. So, uh, there you go. You're able to see that. This is the one you're designing. Um, no, that's one that we built already. I don't have the up-to-date pictures. Let me see here. 
these are some of the houses that we built. There's another property that sold for uh, $4 million right here. We built two of the same models. Every time uh, the second model that we did, we improved a lot on it, but it's a beautiful house, water feature here on the exterior. Uh, this is the master bedroom on top, full glass, uh, potty green on the front of the balcony right next to the master. Uh, the, the, the rear was amazing. Let me see here. I'm looking for... This is a development project that I did. Uh, this one was on the lower end. This is another townhouse project that I built. I'm trying to find, let me see here. I'm trying to find my latest project here with the pictures and I don't think I have this one uploaded here. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, this is my lifestyle, houses, cars. I'm a big car guy, so. Uh, but yeah, those those were some of the, the the houses that I built. No, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, I could definitely see the love. There's a there's a passion that comes with it that you. Uh, it's hard to find. There's a there's a there's a developer I follow in Atlanta, and he does he does like new modern builds is in Atlanta area, mm -hmm. and he's always like, there's like um, he's really found his passion as far as like because he was doing like just flipping flipping houses flipping houses flipping houses and then. He built like a, a new modern home and then like he realized that that's what he loved doing and now that's all he does now is his modern homes so it's kind of cool seeing the the passion that goes into it and all the facets you know yes um uh have you and this is the reason why i asked this is because he's found a lot of um he's found a lot of success with um like movie studios and um not movie studios but um What's a TV networks? So a lot of TV networks are reaching out to him because he has a new modern home. So they're using it. They're using his home. They're running his home for movie projects and showing it, showing it off in that fashion. Have you had any exposure like that? Yes, yes. Um, actually, the last uh, one of the houses that we that I built, um, it got rented to a uh, Spanish uh, reggaeton star. Okay. And uh, they filmed uh, one of his uh, two of his music videos in my house. So we rented that uh, for a music video. That's amazing. See, and I knew it. And it was really, yeah. I'm sorry. It was really nice because from that, you know, I, I got to know, you know, the artist and then I, I got to to meet the, the his manager and we became good friends with the manager too. And uh, you know, it's, it's nice. That It's fun to see that, you know, how they create that because I give them an empty, an empty house, an empty canvas, and they come in, the production team comes in with all these lights, cameras, and then when you look at the video shoot, it's like amazing how it transforms the house, but it, it highlights all the cool things that you do in the house. Yeah, I I never heard about that um, at all. I never heard about anything like that. Um, as far as the the exposure you get from that doing that levels, and this is something you don't know. And that's something mm -hmm. when you build a high, when you build a high end home, um, you, you start getting that exposure as far as like. Uh, because he had like HGTV reach out to him. He had like all these uh, A and E, all, and then music videos started being recorded in his house, and now people are renting it out. And now what he's doing is he's using it as like an event space to for that type thing for that type 100%. So he's building it as an event space because he was getting a lot of. Uh, now he's making the connections for that for that niche, and yes. now people are reaching out to him. So now he's just building another home specifically for that, just yeah, so like, yeah. like short term rentals, but. Uh, to for that for that community mm -hmm. 
Because I guess, and it's it's a, it's a super like un, unheard of niche that he does, but it's pretty cool. Yes, it's pretty yes. Cool. No, so, it's, it's good. I, and it depends where you are. You know, there's there's a lot of uh, permits and licenses that you're gonna need to get for that. But uh, unless you're doing it as a business that you have a large portfolio and it's con constantly sustained, then yeah. that's the only way to do it. But you know, when I do my projects, my my projects, the reason I do real estate development now is for wealth creation. So my my thing is you know build and sell, build it and sell it. Yeah. Not so much keep it for rental. Yeah, yeah. So um, how do how do how do you help people live life to the fullest? <laughs> how do I help people live to the fullest by sharing my experiences with them and teaching them that it's not about one thing in life. It's about living your dream life, you know, doing the things that makes you happy, doing the things that you dreamed of. And a lot of people forget, and, and we all tend to forget, all the humans tend to forget that, you know, we had a dream when we were a child and we forget about the dream that we had because, you know, we get married, we might have kids, responsibility comes, we have to pay for a car, we have to pay for a house. And we put those dreams away and we continue living a life that we're not happy. And when we're not happy, we tend to make everybody else around us the same way, not happy because we can't project that energy. We can't project the happiness. And then, you know, you start getting frustrated with your life because now you don't have the car that you want. Now you can't travel that much as you want it. Uh, your wife is unhappy, but it all happens because we're chasing the wrong thing. So I, and, and I lived through that and I lived through that and I was fortunate enough that I lived through that at a very young age. So by the time I was uh, 27 years old, like I said, I went bankrupt. I made millions of real estate development. I made over, I, by the time I was uh, 27, I had over $20 million worth of real estate um, projects, development, ready to go. And I was working 24 seven nonstop. And when I went bankrupt, I lost everything. Yeah, nothing to show for it. Like, I mean, nothing to show. For. I lost everything that I had. And at that moment, I said, you know what? I just threw away five years of my life chasing something that now I have nothing to show for. Yeah. So the question here is like, you know, did I live my life? Did I enjoy the time that I was doing? I know because, you know, I gave up on my health. I gave up on relationships. I was so focused and concentrated into being the successful millionaire person that I wanted to be, but I put everything, even my faith, I put God away on the back burner, you know, because I was focused into that. But after that came around, I got into the jewelry business. I realized that I needed to live my life because the only one thing that we can never go back is time, right? Yep. Money, you can make it back. If you get divorced, you can find a new wife. If you lose your girlfriend, you can find another girlfriend. Uh, you can have more kids if you want more kids, but you can never get more time back. So we only have 24 hours in a day. And every time we don't take advantage of that one minute, we cannot get that minute back. We cannot get that time back. So how do you take your time back? You got to figure out, you know, what is it that makes you happy? So once you figure out what is it that makes you happy and you prioritize that, then everything else just falls into place. It sounds like you were you over you you had like some type of aspiration and you kind of overworked yourself and now you're kind of slowed down <laughs> your 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 age and experience has slowed you down where now you're comfortable with what you're doing and it's not necessarily about making that high impact it was more of just consistency 
that's what it feels like in my from what I'm hearing. Part of that is that, but also part of that is making sure that if I were to die today, or if I was in the hospital bed today, I'm not gonna say I should have done this or I could have done that. When that happens to me right now, I'm gonna say, you know what, my God, I live such an awesome life. I did this, 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 and that. I accomplished all my dreams. And starting from the material things, you know, I have the cars that I wanted to have. I had the Lamborghini, I had the McLaren, I had the Porsche, I had all the cool cars that I wanted to have. I had the boats, I had the planes. I was able to, I wanted to become a pilot. Was one of my dreams, my dreams to be a pilot, a fly plane. I am a pilot. I flew the planes, you know, like all those things that I was able to do. I wanted to travel the world. I traveled the world. I wanted to have a business where I travel all the time. I had that. So whatever I wanted to, I accomplished all my dreams. So now that I'm married, uh, with kids, you know, I'm able to project the happiness and that can do attitude to them. And I'm able to enjoy my life with them, but I'm still creating the world. I'm still growing because I'm not comfortable. I want more always. We all, all the humans want more, you know, we, we all want more, you know, they bring us some food and maybe the, maybe the food is the quality, the price quality. And you yeah. know, quality, the quantity is very minimal, but you want more, right? So yep. Sometimes we're on a younger ages and a younger stage, you know, it's all about quantity. You know, when you're young, you want, you know, when you don't care about being healthy, you want to eat all the food that you want. You know, it's about quantity. Uh, when you're young and you're not married, you want to have a lot of girlfriends, you know, a lot of boyfriends. So it's about quantity. But then as you get older, you start thinking, well, as you get wiser, not older, because it's about being wiser, because you can be really wise at a young age. Uh, yeah. You quality. So I just want the one person that is going to be amazing. I want that amazing meal that is going to keep me healthy, but it's going to fulfill me, right? Yeah. I want that one relationship. I want that business. I don't want to have 10 businesses, but I want that one specific business that is going to help me buy all the things that I want to buy. So that it's about that. So it's not about, it's not about comfort. It's about uh, figuring out what makes you happy and prioritizing everything in your life so you have a balanced life yeah um and what 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 uh are you investing in multifamily as well as far as like cash flow assets to kind of live that life yes 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 um so i i, I called real estate development the high-end luxury is my wealth creation yeah multifamily development is my cash flow uh business oh, that's amazing no, you always need, and there's, the, I think you need both. You need something, that, something, that, something that brings in cash and something that brings in cash flow. Maybe you can always recycle that into the other thing that brings in yeah. cash flow. That way your cash flow is always growing. Yeah. And you need right. one more thing. You need a passive income as well. Passive. Yep. You need a passive income. So, so in, in, in my life right now, I'm at four stages um, and, and I do four things in my life. Number one is transportation. I own a transportation company. We got uh, into the Inc. 5000, as you can see, my flag back here, the orange one right there. We got into the Inc. 5000 last year, one of the fastest growing companies in the United States. Uh, that's my cash flow business. My transportation company is my cash flow business. And that company runs for by itself, and I get constant cash flow every week. Uh, my real estate development is my wealth creation, so I'm able to create wealth through real estate development uh, by you know creating these luxury projects. And I don't do a lot of projects for the same reason that you mentioned a, a while ago, 
yeah. each one of the projects will make me a few million dollars every year, year and a half. So, you know, little by little compounds. I own an investment fund where we invest in the Forex market and that creates my passive income. So money that I create in real estate, I reinvest some of that money into my fund and that brings me passive income. And last but not least, it's uh, my legacy. You know, I, I had a calling that the one thing that I could leave behind that nobody could ever take that away from anybody, it's me passing on my experiences, sharing education, teaching people how to yeah. make money and how to live the life that I live. And when I teach you that, if I give you money, you're going to spend the money and it's gone, right? Yep. But if I teach you how to become successful in all aspects of your life, nobody could ever take that away from you. And you're always going to pass that knowledge on to somebody. You're going to pass it on to your kids, to your family, to your friends, or to anybody that wants the knowledge. So that's how you kind of create that legacy and leave that legacy behind. It's priceless. Non-monetary, it's priceless. Exactly. That's that's amazing. I, I always think about the the, the impact you the impact you leave before you die. And this is one of the big reasons why I podcast a lot is because it's – my, my, my conversations that I have with my kids, I can't have with them right now. So all these conversations that I could have with that I could have in the future, they may not be there in the future. So I have them right now through this podcast. So I'm trying to leave a, a, a large digital footprint. That way they can they can see how their father was. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. And then they can they can connect with me in my own way just because I, I recorded myself. And a lot of people like the pe- people, people that, that struggle with like People, people that people struggle with, like, how do, what do you, what do you leave behind, you know? And like, with this, this is what I'm leaving behind. I have this whole archive of digital and video content that's just there. <laughs> and those experiences, again, that, that digital content, what you're doing right there, is you're leaving the best legacy behind for your family, for your kids, you know, letting yeah. them know who you are, you know, what you thought, what you wanted to do, and they could live through that. They could see that forever. Yeah. And it's just it's just one of those things where my my father just passed away, but all all I have is I don't really know, I don't have very many videos, but it's just one of those things where I have the physical things that he left behind, but there's the conversations just are stuck up here, but they don't stay up there forever. You know, you you have to live life to the fullest because to me it's more about creating memories, uh, and and I spend a lot of time. Like I mean, I work maybe. My work style is like about 20 to 30 hours per week. That's the most that I work. And uh, the rest is family time. And I create so many memories with my family because that's what I want to leave behind for them. Those memories that nobody could take that away from them. You know, I could buy my kids whatever they want. But, you know, that's an instant satisfaction and that goes away within a day or two. But yeah. those memories that we create, like, you know, they're, they're, they last a lifetime. They last a lifetime. Just this weekend alone, uh, it was a daddy-daughter weekend. And, you know, we went on a, uh, we took the RV, we drove down four hours, we stayed at a camp, just my daughters and myself with a bunch of other dads and daughters. And, you know, they had a blast for a weekend. And, you know, th- that's memories that you create. Those things are priceless. Yeah. Cre- creating a meaningful, meaningful life. It's not even about the money. No. It's about the, the experience in life you can create. 
I think I think a lot of a lot of people they charge chasing the dollar, and I think I think it's your wisdom. I think you you said you lost everything in 07. so chasing the dollar, chasing the dollar, chasing the dollar, and you lose it all, and you're like, okay, it's not really it's not really that important. You know, right. focus on things that are important. And, and, but money is important, and that's one of the things. I'm I'm not taking away the importance of money because you yeah. need money. Like oh, 100. You know, yeah, my dream is to have these awesome cars. I mean, I need the money. I can't just because you know. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is that once you start focusing on what's really important to you and once you, what, what makes you really happy, and you focus, let's say, the car. Let's talk about the car right now because I mentioned the car again, right? Yeah. So you start focusing on the one car that you want. And you don't worry about the money because you focus on the car that you want and you want to have the car. The money is going to come because your focus is the car versus if you focus on the money, all the other things are not going to come because you're focused into the wrong thing. You're focused into the money versus the, the ultimate goal which is what really is going to make you happy which is owning the car or just having the experience of enjoying the car yeah that's true M money is a necessity but it's not the goal exactly that's that's that's, that's a good way to put it a very good way to put it um with that like my pastor used to say every time he said something meaningful impactful it's like tweet that so right there tweet what you just said right now <laughs> tweet that <laughs> It might end up in a short form video later. Who knows? There you go. <laughs> um, you, uh, what is a quote that you resonate with that is yours or somebody else's? Um, tell me something that I cannot do and I'll prove you wrong. There you go. No, that's, that's man, that's good. That's good. I, a lot of people they limit they limit themselves up here and they never do it. They yes. never do it um, a lot and. I hope I hope a lot of people will open up their minds as far as entrepreneurship because I feel like entrepreneurship really opens up the doors to your dreams. It really does. Whether it's five, ten years from now or a year from now, if yes. you make that leap of faith down the road of entrepreneurship, it can open up endless endless opportunities that you you can't even fathom what what dreams that you never even thought about become reality. Yes. <laughs> And it's both, you know, entrepreneurship and also uh, if, if you're the type of person that likes to work, you know, to be an employee, you know, finding, you know, your ideal job. And I think that's very important. I wanna, that's one of the things I do with a lot of my employees is that when I interview them, I ask them, what would be your ideal job? And if their ideal job fits the criteria that I'm offering them, that's the person that I want working for me because I know they're going to be happy. And what I learned with time about people that work for somebody else is not so much about the money. It's about how they feel. So if they're happy, if you treat them good, if you take care of them, you know, they're going to be your number one fans forever, no matter what kind of business you're in, because you're giving, you're fulfilling their happy place. You're, you're talking their love language in, in, in security, in job, in work, in an environment place, because sometimes we tend to think, you know, an employee needs to get paid more. They need bonus. They need this and that. And that doesn't make them happy. Yeah. You know, about are we fulfilling their needs? And if we're fulfilling their needs, they are living their life to the fullest because now they come happy to work. They live happy. They go spend time with their life because, you know, being an entrepreneur is not easy. It's really hard, extremely hard. It's not impossible, but it's extremely hard. Being an employee, it's easy. Why? Because you come in your nine to five and then you're gone and you're able to enjoy your, the rest of your life. 
An entrepreneur is a 24-7 constant thought of, am I doing this thing? I need to take care of that. Uh, how am I going to take care of my employees? How am I going to take care of the customers? What are innovating all the time? So it's constant work. But again, you know, if you're prioritizing what's important to you, then you get to live a balanced life and enjoy what you do. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about businesses a little bit. Um, do you, is there a myth that you need money to start a business or can you start it from scratch with nothing just by putting up your time? Yeah, I mean, it is a myth because you do not need to, money to start a business. Money is needed to start a business, but you do not need to have the money to start the business, right? Okay, okay. You, you know, everybody talks about OPP, other people's money. You know, that's a, a number one if you have some money. But there's there's other type of businesses that don't really require any type of money to start. Okay. What you do require to start a business is either the business skills or the technical skills. Okay. And that, that, that you can use those to leverage to get the money, even if you don't have it. Exactly. Okay. I've, I've never heard it that I've never heard it that way, but that that's interesting flip on the words. I've never heard it that way because a lot of people think they, I, I always talk, I always equate it to real estate because real estate, you need time, money, knowledge. Mm -hmm. If you have the time and you, you acquire the knowledge, the money, you can find the money. So you only need one of the things. Once you have the money, all you need is the money because you can find people with the time and knowledge. You can leverage them with the once you have money in place. Yes. So it's kind of the you got you got to acquire the the, the the knowledge and have the time to put forth, and the money will find you. Exactly. So that's another way of putting it as well. Yeah, I, I, I like I like that one, but I've never heard it heard that way. So it's a, it's a little flip on the flip on the analogy there. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I could tell you right now that uh, pretty much, let me think, uh, three of the, uh, well, my transportation company, I had my own money, so I put in my own money into the business to start, to, not to start it, to buy into the business. Yeah. But my development company, when I started again, you know, I started with no money out of pocket. I actually borrowed money to start the business. The jewelry business, I was bankrupt when I started it. And, uh, but they think, and then it goes to what I'm saying is that you need to have either the technical skill or the business skills. When I started the jewelry business, I didn't have the technical skills and I didn't have the money, but I had the business skills. So that's all I needed to start that business because I found the technical partner and I had the money that I had to borrow. I had the investors that were willing to lend me the money. And that's how I got into the jewelry business. Hmm. Is there... And the, I always, I always like asking this question too: Is what has been like the one thing it took? Because there's different levels to business that people acquire over time and distance. What's one thing that you would tell a younger entrepreneur that maybe they're stuck on that can help them overcome whatever level they're at? Oh, the one that everybody forgets about: mindset. Mindset. Okay. Mindset. I mean. I'm telling you from experience is mindset. And not only from experience, personal experience, but from mentoring a lot of people throughout my uh, my 20 years of being in business is the mindset. We have a mindset ceiling. That hits every time. And until we don't overcome the mindset ceiling, we're never going to go to the next level in our lives. 
And um, what I mean by mindset ceiling that if you're if you want to grow your business, let's say your business right now you're generating hundred thousand dollars a year revenues, right? And you're spending ten percent of that in marketing. So that means you're spending ten thousand dollars a year in revenue in marketing. That's your mindset right now, that you're gonna spend ten percent, meaning that you're comfortable with spending ten thousand dollars. But the moment you you think about you know that you want to grow your business, you want to take it to three hundred thousand dollars, and then they tell you you got to spend thirty thousand dollars in marketing. You're like, no, 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 I'm not gonna spend you know thirty thousand in marketing. Ten thousand is more than enough. That's your ceiling right there. You're not gonna grow because you're not willing to risk more for it. But the other thing that happens with a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs is that they want to make millions, but they're not willing to invest in themselves to get themselves to the mindset that they need to have to be able to, you know, to, to move the million dollars, to be able to make the million dollars, because getting to a million dollar mark means that you have to risk more. more not, you don't have to risk more. You have to risk, in essence, the same amount of money that you risk to make what you're making now. So to make that easier is that, you know, people think because if I, if I spend $100,000, I can make a million dollars. But if I spend $10,000, I make $100,000. When you put that into percentages, it's the same percentage. It's still the same 10%. So you're not spending more. It's relative to the amount of money that you want to make. So if you think in terms of percentages, it's not more. But what happens to a lot of them is that their mindset gets them stuck into the $100,000. You know, it's like me. Like, I, I was I was never like a big watch guy. And... um when I went to buy my first watch, it was ten thousand dollars. Me, I was like a mindset, like you know, I had to get over the like, like God, I'm gonna spend ten thousand dollars on a watch. Like, what is wrong with me? Like, it's so much money. Like, it's ten thousand dollars. You know, now I buy twenty, thirty thousand dollar watches without blinking and you know thinking about it, because my mindset is so much higher. So the first time I was gonna buy my very expensive watch, there was a little bit of a hundred thousand dollars. You know, that took a little bit of time for me to. Uh, what to call um, um, talk my, uh, give myself therapy and tell myself, you know what, it's okay. You're able to spend a hundred thousand dollars in the watch. Uh, get myself over that mindset because my mindset was set that anything thirty thousand and below, it's okay for me to buy a watch. But anything over a hundred thousand dollars was too much. Over thirty thousand dollars was too much. So until finally, I decided to invest and say, you know what, I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm going to buy it. My dream watch which is a hundred thousand dollars and it's going to be okay so we all have mindsets in everything in our life and every aspect of our lives uh like when people want to have kids you know they get married they want to have kids like oh it's not the right time it's not the right time it's never going to be the right time never the right time. You get into your mindset and you just do it and then you say you know what i'm going to make it right it's going to be okay you know that right yeah you, know what I'm talking about. you, you have three kids so it's never the right time because you're here working, trying to grow a business. And now you have another kid that you have to worry about and another one that you have to worry about it. And they become your priority, right? It was, uh, it, it brings me to the epiphany I had. So I started entrepreneurship right when my wife was pregnant. And she's like, is it right? Is it the right time? And I'm like, there is no right time. You just have to do it now. There's no, there's no right time to do anything. There's no right time to start a business. There's no right time to have kids. There's no right time to buy the $100,000 watch. You just got to do it. <laughs> That's right. That's it. You got to do it. And uh, 
like in real estate, you know, sometimes uh, one, of, one of the things that I was in real estate, you build it and they will come, you know, it's the yeah. same, but it's true. You know, you, uh, you try to sell something, an idea, a lot of times it doesn't happen, but once you make that idea a reality, it will happen, it will come. People will buy the house that you build. Uh, you know, you buy the watch, the watch, you know, that, that fear, that mindset goes over it now. And now when I look at watches, all the watches that I look at, it's like 100,000 plus. Now I'm looking between 300 to $100,000. And my mindset is already at that level. It's okay. You know, when I do development projects, my development projects, like for me to get the fear and do a $3 million project, it was crazy. Like, I'm like, oh my God, it's $3 million. Uh, the plum, the architect is charging me $70,000. Yep. I used to be the architect $5,000. So it's like getting over the mindset, the hurdle, the mindset, you know, the mindset. When I started my transportation company, I told my business partner that when I bought the company from, he had eight trucks. So when I started talking to him, he had a, a mindset. His mindset was that eight trucks was good enough. When I talked to him, I told him, we're going to get to a hundred trucks. He just went ballistic. He's like, oh my God, no, a hundred trucks. Like we can never do that. That's too much. Blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. So then I'm like, okay, how about we do 50 trucks? So again, 50 trucks is too much. I don't know. It's going to be like, I told him, like, it's okay. We can make it happen. The business model is amazing. Everything works. 50 trucks, no problem. Within two years, we went from eight trucks to 40 trucks. We went our, uh, from $2 million worth of revenue to over $12, $15 million worth, $15 million worth of revenues. So, you know, we increased so fast. We grew very fast. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Not because of him, but because of me. Why? Because my mindset, it's at the millions. His mindset was not at the millions. So mindset is one of the biggest things for any entrepreneur. That was that was such that was such a key gem because I'm actually I'm actually a, I used to be a truck driver and I started a trucking business and I got up to five trucks and then it went under. So I'm kind of going through your 2008 period a few years ago. So now I've transitioned beyond that, but it's interesting that i and i love the the mindset ceiling because i never looked at it as a mindset ceiling uh -huh. i always thought as it was like um i knew those ceilings that you get in different stages of entrepreneurship but i never thought of it as a mindset ceiling so that that opened a lot of perspective for me and i hope it opened a lot of perspective mm -hmm. for you listening to this because that that was that was huge that was huge i feel like i need i, I feel like i've been i've been growing my mindset ceiling a little bit more lately and I've, I've recognized it opening up a little bit more mm -hmm. and it feels good. It feels good because a lot of stuff that I was afraid, for instance, totally, for instance, I usually, whenever I used to, whenever I used to travel, I used to like, I'm only spending a hundred dollars or more in a hotel. Mm -hmm. And now that I've had a lot of higher level experiences, I'm spending $650 a night at a hotel this weekend. And I'm, I'm, I'm having like, I, I, I can do this because I'm in a space to do this and I can allow myself that freedom to enjoy the luxuries of life and enjoy the experience. Because I told, I, when I told my wife about this, I was like, I may never come back to this part of the country ever again. I may never experience this again. Let's just enjoy ourselves at, the, at this moment because we may never experience this again. Excellent. And I think that was, that was a mindset I overcame recently that, um, it was it was in it was intriguing to me. It was interesting to like kind of overcome that. This is, this is such an interesting conversation. I've never been a watch guy either, but I'm like, man, I need to go buy a watch now because I've never 
it's it's I'm there, I'm not, I'm still starting off and I'm like spend that much money on a watch is ridiculous. <laughs> my, standards, but it's my mindset. It's my mind. It's a mindset issue. Um, you know, there's um, there's um, since I'm a pilot, uh, there's this this quote from uh, Leonardo da Vinci that I love, which goes, "Once you have tested flight, you will forever walk the earth with your eyes turned skyward." For there you have been, and there you will always long to return. So pretty much that's what I mean by mindset is that, you know, now that you tasted what it feels like to stay at a $650 a night room, like you don't want to go back to the $100 room, right? You want to make sure that everywhere you go, you have the same experience. You want to walk into the, the $650 room experience, right? So it's the same thing when I fly, like the first time that I get the taste of flying first class, I'm like, I'm never going back. I'm like, this is like, no, like, no, no, I'm not going coach unless I really have to because there's no more first class seats. But along with that is I had to get through that mindset that it was okay to, to spend that, the difference of money in me into flying first class, even if it's an hour flight or a five hour flight. Uh, because at the end of the day, some people go to me, it's like, oh, but it's only an hour flight. It's okay. No, it's one hour of my time. I want to enjoy my time. I want to be comfortable. I want to. I want to be happy. I want it. This is makes me happy to be in the in the comfort or the bigger seat and just be the first one to go in, be the first one to come out. You know, be able to take two luggages and not have to pay extra because I brought an extra luggage or I'm overweight. And when my luggage comes out, be the first one to get the luggage. But as far as my family, I'm able to give them the same thing. And my daughters, which they're eight and nine they're growing up with this mindset that when we had to fly for a uh, coach because there was no first class, no more first class. Because I, I remember the last time with my oldest daughter, we had to fly coach because we missed our flight. So they put us on the next connecting flight and we had to fly coach. You know, like it was hard for her. Like Bobby was going on. Like, why are we flying back here? Like, why didn't we sit on the front? Like we always do. Like, why are we not flying coach? So the good thing is that, if you start ingraining that mindset, the higher level mindset, that becomes a lifestyle. And then the money comes so you're able to sustain the lifestyle because that's where you're accustomed to and where you're used to versus that if you always continue living in that, and I call it a poor people's mentality that, you know, that you have to be cheap, you can't spend this, then you're never going to grow because you're never going to come into the abundance that there is on this earth because you're so accustomed to living on the limiting belief mindset of, you know, we can't do this, we can't afford that, uh, I don't want to spend the money on this, uh, and, and you kind of limit yourself to all those things because of that. Wow. Wow. That was that was a lot. That was a lot. I'm a, I, I, I think some, some changes are about to happen, but it, good changes, good changes. But it, it's... Uh, for everybody listening, it's baby steps. It happens yeah. over time. Everything is baby steps, yes. It happens over time and you can't some somebody, if you're not understanding what we're talking about, you're not ready to receive it. And that's the other thing I always talk about too, is that five years ago I wasn't ready to receive this conversation, but right now I am. You know, I was I wasn't ready to receive the conversation. So a lot of times that it may go over your head, but you can always come back and listen to it again in the future whenever you're ready to receive that conversation. Just because your mindset may have shifted and you may are able to receive it and comprehend what's actually happening.
So I, I hope people, I hope all people understand that. Um, it's it's interesting. It's very very interesting. Very interesting move uh, changing changing your mindset and seeing things through a different lens that not a lot of people see and will will never comprehend. But knowing that it's there, <laughs> that's exciting. That, that's cool, man. That's really that's really awesome. Yeah, and to add with that, it's like I always say, you know, nowadays, I mean, we, we, we're fortunate, but unfortunate at the same time. We're fortunate because we have access to all these social media platforms that we're able to follow all these people that will share with us all these things that we want in our lives, right? Yeah. But sometimes we, people get blindfolded and they get, um, they start following the shiny objects and they lose sense of what their really purpose in life is or what that really makes them happy because they they're living somebody else's life. So now you have all these young people, all these young entrepreneurs, it's like, oh, I want to be like this guy. I have all these cars and I have all this woman. I have all of this. But I always say it's like, you know, you got to stick to your values. You know, if you stick to your values, you know, find people that share your values. And those are the people that you really want to follow. Uh, because if I'm the type of guy that start following a bunch of single guys that are partying and doing all these things all the time, you know, my marriage is not going to work out. Yeah. So the yeah. people that I follow, the people that I like are people that have been married for 20 years because I want to know what did they do to be able to live with somebody that's completely different from you for 30 years. You know, that's success right there because it's hard to live with somebody else. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard to live with somebody else and, and it's hard not to try to change the person because once you accept the person for who they are, that's when life becomes amazing. You know, because we have our own faults. We have plenty of faults and mistakes. So yeah. following people that share your same values, you know, following godly people. I'm a very, you know, I believe in God very much. So like God is number one in my life. And I and I give him all the success. That's why I call myself the God-made millionaire because I'm not self-made. I know God made me a millionaire. Um, and once I realized that, all these amazing other blessings started coming into my life. And I follow people that are, you know, they have a good belief in God. They have belief in themselves. They have good morals, good values. Uh, I, I follow people that are good parents because I grew up without a father. You know, I grew up, I was raised by a single mom. So I follow dads that are good dads because I want to become a good role model for my kids. I want to become a good father. Um, I create all these businesses because it gives me a pleasure. That was, that's what makes me happy. It makes me happy creating a business from nothing, making it grow, creating these entrepreneurs, investing my own money into all these entrepreneurs so they could live their dream life, but, and also not make the same mistakes that I made, because I'm telling you, I made a bunch of mistakes along my way. But it's uh, the mistakes that you made have brought you down the path to where you are now. So it's all, it's all growing growing lessons that put you into positions where you are now. Yeah, and I will never change anything on my life. People have asked me, I'm like, uh, if you could change your life, what would you do better? Nothing. My life is the way it is, and I'm super happy and blessed for it. I will not change one single thing, because if I change one tiny little thing in my life and my past, I wouldn't be where I am today. Hmm. Wow. Well, um, I think, man, this is such a great conversation. I, I really I really enjoyed it. Um, we're going to put your social medias right here. Edwin Garion 78 on Instagram, Facebook. Um, 
I, I hope people get a lot of value from this. There was a lot of stuff that we covered. Uh, I appreciate you, John. Uh, appreciate your service in, in the Marine Corps as well. Um, it's, not, it's, not a sm- it's not a small feat. And uh, we appreciate all of our armed service, all our armed services and veterans. <laughs> we sure do. Well, um, uh, I hope I hope people f- go follow you on Instagram. You got like a hundred some thousand followers on Instagram, leading people through social media. So I hope people go follow you there. And uh, I appreciate everybody enjoyed the episode. We appreciate your time. Daniel, uh, thank you for having me. Thank you, everybody. Hope you get some good golden nuggets out of this. And if you did, uh, leave a comment, please. I would love to hear from you. And if there's anything I could help, feel free to reach out. The one thing that I tell everybody, you know, if you don't ask, you won't know. So if you have a question, if you need, if you, if you need something with your life, just send a message. I love to reply to people. You know, it gives me a pleasure to be able to help somebody out. Amen. Amen. That was good. Appreciate it. The show is sponsored by The List Guys. Do you need more leads in your local or virtual market? One in 10 small businesses don't invest in any kind of marketing. The List Guys have over 35 plus list types to choose from and you can mix and match any list or criteria. We also use the skip trace list and provide up to seven numbers and email addresses. Every list you purchase will be scrubbed against previous purchases. The List Guys are here to save you time. Contact the List Guys today at www.1listguys.com. That's www.1listguys.com.